welcome home. My earth name is Bianca, and I am a multidimensional intergalactic being exploring what it means to be human on earth. I am here to share what I've learned from the depths of the shadows to help you remember your true self as a divine being on earth. I will teach you the cheat codes of the matrix, how to heal the ego, and transcend the limitations that we created when we were asleep. Together, we will alchemize and quantify our life to experience greater abundance, fulfillment, and joy in alignment with our soul's purpose. Now let's explore this dream within the dream. Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to today's soul session. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Brianna. She's more popularly known as Coach Brie, the body image and food mindset coach. I became fascinated with her content when I came across her content um, as a CrossFitter and just how I just how body confident she was. And you, since we don't see a lot of body image coaches out there, um, I thought it would be great that we invited her on the podcast. Um, so thank you, Brianna, for coming in. Um, so what is your story? Why did you become a body image coach? Because it's not something that um, is very common, and I think it's going to help a lot of people. So go ahead. What is your Yeah, so first, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on here. Um, I feel so honored, like I said, when you messaged me. Um, so thank you so much. But um, yes, I'm Coach Bree. Um And so pretty much my story kind of goes back to um, my entire life. I really struggled with the way that I looked. I I didn't like the way that I looked. I grew up in a family where my mother was a very small woman. My grandmother was very small. My sister was smaller than I was. And so I was always like the larger bodied individual in the family. And my friend group, like I was like, you know, the bigger friend. Boys didn't like me because I was like the bigger friend. So I just struggled really my entire life with my body image. And from like a really young age, like fifth grade, I have a story that I I'll never forget, like standing at the water fountain after doing like the fitness gram. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the fitness gram, but like we all got weighed. (laughs) And I remember like everyone sharing their weight with each other by the water fountain after like we ran a mile or a lap. I don't even remember. And I remember like all the boys weights being like closer to my weight than like the girls. And it just like really making me feel so insecure about my weight and my body and just that's like one of the first memories that I have of you know being different than the rest of like the girls or like the you know the they weren't women at the time but like the other girls in my group um and so yeah it wasn't until like COVID time where we were quarantined my fiance now he was my boyfriend at the time we were quarantined and um we were really struggling in our relationship and it wasn't until I realized that it was like my own insecurities and what I was struggling with that I was like projecting into our relationship that was making our relationship struggle. Um, And, you know, he would do all the right things. Like he would tell me, Hey, like there's nothing wrong with the way that you look like, I I don't understand like what's going on. And so it was during that time that we were secluded that I was like, Hey, I really need to work on this Like I need something to change. Something needs to shift because I don't want to live my life feeling this way that I do in my body and about my skin. Um, So that was really like the catalyst for me that was like, okay, I need something to change. So I I sat with myself a lot. I did a lot of um, like self-help books. I did therapy, um, online therapy. I just did so many things that really focused on shifting my perspective about my body. 
And I, um, yeah, like I followed a lot of people who looked differently than what I thought was like the, like the perfect body, right? Like I started to follow people who had different shaped bodies and colors and sizes. And it was just a lot of self-help. And I just like immersed myself is what I like to call it into like this place of like, I, this needs to start to change now, because if I don't do it now, like I'm just going to continue living my life very unhappy in my skin having a terrible relationship with food and a terrible relationship with movement. So that's, that's kind of my story. Um, but really from, from a long time ago, I've been posting body image and body confidence on my Instagram. Even like when I had, it was a personal page, I was doing it for the purposes of like helping me get to this place that I'm at now. And I didn't even realize I was doing it at the time. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I know there's a lot of people that can listen and that can relate. I know for the longest time personally, I had body image issues. Growing up, being from a Hispanic home, my grandmother would pinch my skin and say, oh, you're getting too fat or the other way around, you're getting too um, skinny. And um, so I always had issues with the way that I perceived my body and the way that I looked. Um, So I can definitely understand and relate to that. So I know that you already answered the question, what was that defining moment and your main motivation to continue healing? So I guess in your own words, what is body dysmorphia? Because I know it looks different for a lot of people. Um, But just in your own words, what is body dysmorphia? Yeah, so... um... I mean, there's, there's like a few, I mean, there's one like solidified definition of body dysmorphia, but I think it looks different for everybody. And that's really just like a lot of times looking in the mirror and seeing a different version of yourself or like walking through past like a reflective surface. And then you see something very different than what you physically look like, whether that be bigger or smaller. Um, Same thing with like seeing yourself in photos, seeing yourself in videos, all of those having a very like different view of yourself than what you really actually look like and and that's kind of what body dysmorphia for a lot of people really isn't what people struggle with and you're right a lot of people do struggle with this and don't even know it because it's almost like well you know I am bigger but you're it might be that you're seeing yourself even bigger than you are so it's like they don't make that connection that like they are really seeing themselves as like this bigger person and I see a lot of people who struggle with this who have lost a significant amount of weight or who have gained a significant amount in a fast at, at a fast pace. So somebody who maybe even got weight loss surgery who now sees themselves in the mirror and is like, wow, why do I still think I look like I did in the past? I don't see this self, like smaller self. Um, and I think it's because we don't really prepare our minds for the drastic change when either gaining a ton of weight or losing a ton of weight. It's like, we think that once the weight is lost or like our body physically changes, like our mind is going to just kind of follow along. But in reality, you've been seeing yourself and criticizing yourself and like being really hard on yourself for most of your life. So if you're not doing that mindset shift or that mindset work, and I know like a lot of people talk about how mindset work is like, woo woo. And like, you know, you like, like people don't know what they're talking about, but I'm like, no, like (laughs) it's, it's definitely something that like, it's possible to do if you for with within yourself if you really set like hey this isn't working for me this isn't positive how can i shift this to like make it better and then i always like to say like give this analogy but mindset works a lot like if you're right like you're at first base so like we're talking about baseball so you're or you're at you're at like home base and you're about to hit the baseball 
And what if now I told you you needed to run to third base first instead of first base? It's going to be really hard, right? But like, what if third base was like the place that you needed to get to because it was going to make you happier or like, like just feel better if you ran to third base first? It's going to be really hard, like, because you're so used to running to first base. But if you start to run to third base all the time, it's going to get comfortable. It's, you're going to get used to it. And it's then it's going to become easy. So I always like to make that analogy with like mindset work, because like that's when I talk about like rewiring your thoughts and your brain, I'm not literally going into your brain and like doing any, <laughs> any rewiring. It's just you like really putting in the work and re like redoing things that maybe you've done in a way that are hurting you and are negative. And now let's like change that pathway to be something more positive. I love that. It makes total, total sense. Um, now me being a mindset coach myself, not about body image, but you know, I can completely understand everything that you're saying. And I really love that analogy, by the way, I've never heard that analogy before, but it totally makes sense. Um, but in order for you to replace a habit or a thought, you have to replace it with another one. And if it's a negative, then you have to replace it with a positive. So that was awesome. Thank you. Um, so being that there is a correlation with the way that you view yourself and your eating habits, please explain the difference between disordered eating and eating disorders. Being that, you know, this was actually the post that really started, like it really clicked for me. Um, so go ahead and explain in your own words what the difference is. Yeah, so first I do want to like, you know, disclaimer, I'm not a, a, a physician or I'm not a licensed mental health practitioner. So I am not, you know, somebody who can diagnose anybody with an eating disorder. I also do not work with individuals who have eating disorders prior to working with me. Um, so just kind of a disclaimer there, but really the difference between an eating disorder and disordered eating is, well, first I want to state that a lot of us have disordered eating habits that we've picked up throughout our entire life because of, you know, fad diets or watching our mom maybe be like, hey, carbs are bad. And now you have a completely like a group of food that you deem as bad and you don't like to eat so like really a lot more of us have disordered eating habits or bad you know not so great eating habits um be, that we've picked up just from diet culture society the way like where we live etc so but really the the biggest difference is one for an eating disorder you do have to um go to see a mental health practitioner or a physician and they will diagnose you with this eating disorder so you actually have to like fall under a category you take a test and they kind of make the decision like yes you do you do um have an eating disorder or you don't um but what i want to make very clear is that just because you don't have an eating disorder and like you aren't at that maybe like level doesn't mean you don't have disordered eating habits that are detrimental on your mental health and your physical health and your emotional health so really the biggest difference is that one has to be diagnosed by a doctor and the other one doesn't. There are a few other things that like I've noticed between like um, eating disorders that I've done research on and like disordered eating and I do have a post that's very informational on my Instagram. Um, but really what it is is like one, it's not, not everyone is going to meet all of these bullet points that I have listed either. Somebody could have a very different like list of things that they do that makes them have a weird relationship with food or have maybe disordered eating habits than the other. But um, 
it's really almost just the extreme of how it's happening. So a lot of individuals who have it, who are diagnosed with an eating disorder are going to, you know, um, it's, it's almost like the like binging and purging is happening very often. That's typically what happens. Um, or you're not eating at all for somebody who maybe is anorexic. You're not eating at all because you feel like any food is going to make you gain an, gain an amount of weight that is just not like you can't handle. Um, so, and then really the, the difference too is like in disordered eating habits, it's like, sure, there might be binging and purging, but it's very, it's much less. It might be like, oh, I ate a giant meal. Now I'm going to purge my food because I ate too much. So it's really just where the extremes fall. And I do just want to like note too, like this looks different for everybody. So even my post, somebody could look at it with an eating disorder and be like, I don't, those are none of my, those are none of my symptoms. So this is very like arbitrary and this can be different for everybody, but it's just, you know, if you feel like maybe you are somebody who is considering, maybe I have an eating disorder, I would talk to your mental health practitioner, your physician and discuss that. But then I want to make it known that if they don't diagnose you with an eating disorder, it doesn't mean that these are your disordered eating habits are not detrimental on your mental health, your emotional health and your physical health. So please, you know, take care of yourself and see where you can kind of get help for help with help with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of things in there that I did not know. Um, but for the most part, I did. I mean, the difference between disordered eating and eating disorders. I know I struggled with one or two of them um, um, throughout my life, especially um, as I transitioned into a combat athlete and I had to make weight for the sport, for the competitions. Um, and it wasn't until I got a nutritionist where I was able to really be able to find that balance. Um, but for any of the listeners who are listening to this, um, if any thoughts come to your head, like, am I like this? Or could, if there's any thoughts whatsoever, those thoughts are for a reason. Yeah. And I would just suggest to look for support because that's what we're here for. We are here to help. So um, with that being said, in your opinion, and this is my favorite question, in your opinion, what is one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about you? Yeah, so... Um... This was a good one. I really liked this question. Um, I think that the biggest misconception people have about me is like that I have it all together <laughs> all the time and I don't struggle with my relationship with food or body or movement because that still till this day happens. And I always clarify like with my clients, you know, I feel like one of my clients, we just recently had a one-on-one -on -one meeting and he said, you know, I... I looked at you like you stood on this pedestal and like you had everything together because like you were my coach. And I was like, wow, like I don't want anybody to think that I am like sitting on a pedestal, right? Like I'm a normal human. I really struggled with these things growing up and up until like my like early twenties. Um, and I still have these struggles, but the difference that I like to make known is that like the difference is that now I'm able to handle and push through the struggles instead of like completely collapse and just be like, I have no idea what to do. I'm going to lay in bed and cry all day. I hate the way that I look and I don't know what to do about it. It was just like, it was almost like paralyzing the feelings that would happen when I would like go down a bad body image spiral. Um, and I mean, I have countless memories of like, my, my my now fiance like babe come on let's get up let's go to the gym let's get up let's go for a walk and I would just be like I don't want to get up out of bed I want to cry because I hate the way that I look and it 
for some people, like you might resonate and some people will be like, what do you mean? Like, why would you do that? But there are other people out there who probably resonate, but it's like what I teach people to do is be able to get up in those moments and like, how can we push through and how can we move through this hard time and move through this to, you know, continue moving on and doing life and like not letting this paralyze us. So that was, that's really the biggest misconception I think that people have is like, I don't struggle at all because I still do. And I mean, just this past weekend, you know, I had a, I had friends over in town. Um, we went out to eat a lot more than we normally do on a weekly basis. And sure on Sunday, you know, those thoughts creep in my head, like, okay, I need to like go to the gym five times this week. I need to like do all these things. But then I'm like, no, Brie, like tomorrow's Monday. You had an amazing weekend with friends. You enjoyed your time. You ate the things that you like, things that, that tasted good for me, food and memories and food and connection are a big thing. So like, I had an amazing time. I ate things that I wanted. And then Sunday night, I was like, you know what? I want a salad. Like I'm literally craving a giant salad with like greens and meats. And like all week this week, I've had a salad, not even out of like punishment, but more of like, I'm just craving a salad. And some people might be like, you're lying. Like that's not true, but it's so crazy how like I've shifted my perspective from like, I have to have a salad to more like, wait, I actually want a salad. And even yesterday, we, Garrett and I went out to eat and I ordered a salad without even realizing it. <laughs> and then after we, I was like, wait, this is my fifth salad this week. <laughs> and so it's crazy to think like it's not out of punishment. It's just out of like pleasure and what I'm craving and what I'm eating and like just navigating life in a normal, like I quote unquote call myself like or call it normal way is mind blowing to me. But yeah, the misconception that like I have it all together and I everything's perfect all the time, like it definitely isn't. I struggle with those creeping thoughts. But again, it's just, you know, going to third base instead of the first base that I know is gonna cause like those negative feelings. Like let's go to third because we know that it's good and positive and, you know, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can totally understand that. It seems like that could be a huge just a misconception for a lot of people, especially for coaches and leaders who show up um, super confident and knowledgeable and with their hands extended saying, hey, I understand. Um, and social media doesn't help with that because, you know, people just see a certain image, um, but what they can't see is the thoughts. They can't see the um, moments that you need to shift those thoughts unless you, obviously you post them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always, it's always good to remember that everybody is, is that you're still human and that you're still going through your own struggle as a coach and as a person. Um, hence to why you're able to meet your clients or you can meet them where they are. Um, okay. So for those who made benefits, what are your three top tips to help them navigate life body confidence? Yeah. So these are, these I like to, I, these are my my three things that I give somebody who's struggling with like negative body image, like this is for somebody who maybe is not, hasn't started navigating that journey yet. And these are three things that you can do at the beginning to help you start. Um, and I didn't realize that these were my three things that I did until a few, just maybe about a year ago, I sat down and I was like, what did I do at the beginning that really helped me like start this journey? So the first one is adjust who you're influenced by. So if you're on social media and you're following all of these 
people that are at step W because they've been training their whole life. They are, you know, maybe they're bodybuilders, whatever they, I don't know, you know, they're, they just look, they, they've been training their whole life. They're at their step W, right? That's what I like to say, because I don't feel like, like anyone ever gets to really like step Z or Z, you know, I think everyone's always still navigating and you're at step A. I think that you need to maybe either unfollow. Um, now we have mute, like you can mute people until you feel more comfortable like, but just anybody that you feel like you're looking at and you're comparing yourself to, or you're like, this is my dream body. I want to get to this place. Um, let's take a step back and maybe follow people who have similar body types that you do, or let's follow people who have different body types, you know, whether that's color, shape, size, ability, you know, all different kinds of people, gender, um, just because I feel like it's so nice to go from like, personally, I went from following all these fitness models that I was like taking screenshots of and being like putting them as my screensaver and being like, I want to look like this one day. And it's like, okay, let's take a step back and like follow people that actually look like the population, right? You don't walk down the street and only see fitness models. You see all different kinds of people. So like, let's, let's do that. So like, who are you influenced by? Who are you letting yourself be influenced by and just being more open to who you're being influenced by really that's that's just the biggest that's the first one so that's what I did I adjusted who I was influenced by the second one is um walk away from body checking or at least start to acknowledge that you're how much you're body checking so body checking is constantly looking in the mirror and typically having negative thoughts about the way that you look, walking past a reflective surface and being like, wow, I am gross. Or um, even just using a tape measure every single day to see how far you've come or stepping on the scale every day to see how much weight you've lost or gained. So like those are all forms of body checking. So I want you just to acknowledge how much you're doing it because if you can realize that it's taking up hours of your day because you're so consumed by needing to either be smaller or bigger that is and then and then that's causing like a negative spiral for you that is probably one of like the first triggers you know that happens when you're um feeling bad in your skin or in your body um and then the third thing is notice this is a big one that i did and i still do <laughs> is notice how skinny with the word skinny i don't even think if that's a word but i i use it Notice how schemey the media can be. So like when you're on, when you're watching TV and there's an ad that comes on on the T, the com like a commercial that comes out on the TV and it's like slim fast, blah, 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 blah. Instead of thinking like, hmm, I want to do that so that I can lose weight. How about we instead be like, that's a scam. That's a marketing scheme. They're wrong. Like all they're doing is trying to make money off of you. They do not care if you fail. In fact, they want you to fail so that you can try again. Because statistics show that people who use something once are going to go back and buy it again. Because like Weight Watchers, most people on Weight Watchers are people who've already done Weight Watchers before, fall off, and then they get back on it because they do see some weight loss. But it's not consistent. It's not long. It's not able to be done long term. It's not sustainable. So just notice how schemey the media is. Everything you see, like if it's an ad on on Instagram, and you're and you're scrolling, and you're like, uh, oh, scheme scam. Yeah. <laughs> and like use that to your advantage of like 
wow, like, hey, like, I'm no longer falling for these things. It's more like I'm point, like, I'm pointing them out. And like, you know, you don't have to go tell everyone, like, if you're watching the commercial, like, that's a scam, everybody, that's a scam. But like, more just knowing internally that like, that's a scam, it doesn't work. That is so helpful. That was so helpful for me and is still so helpful for me when I'm like navigating life. Those are my top three tips. Ah, uh, yes. I love how uh, how practical and how simple and easy those steps are um, that anybody can use and can start applying wherever they are. There's such a grounded approach. I absolutely love it. Yes. And I've actually done the whole ad thing. I've actually looked at certain ads, whether it be on TV or on social media, and I've been like, nope, that's a scam. Nope, that doesn't sound yeah. right. Nope, nope, nope. So definitely love that. Okay, so what are you offering to support our listeners who may be struggling with body image? Yeah, so um, first and foremost, I want to say that like, I have my DMs are always open. I love, you know, I just want to connect, chat. I always like state in my every time like I'm talking on my story or anytime I do like a post, I'm like, please send me a DM if you have any questions. Again, I am not like this person on a pedestal. I struggled. And if you resonate with my struggles, I would love to just talk to you, help you feel seen and heard because that's, that's ultimately like what I want to do is just connect with people and feel, you know, connection. And so um, my DMs are always open. Um, And then I also have free resources with the link. If you click the link in my bio, I think I have like five free resources. Now there are variety of resources that I have in there. I also do group coaching. Uh, I'm I'm launching a group coaching program here within the next couple of weeks. I'm getting that finishing up, finishing that up. Um, this will be my first group coaching program, but I think that it's going to be a great experience for a lot of people because I personally love group coaching. I'm currently in a mentorship that is a group coaching type style mentorship, but it's very intimate. It's only like six of us, and that is, you know, under ten women is probably what I would like to keep it, keep my group coaching at, because I just want it to be very intimate. I want it to be where we all know each other and we can all share and feel safe. So keep an eye out for that. That will be launching here in a few weeks. And then I do offer one-on-one coaching right now. So, um, what I offer is like a, I built out a curriculum on Thinkific that's six modules. Um, you do that on your own time as well as meet with me twice a month, one-on-one. Um, and then I just offer, you know, 20, 24, five WhatsApp support. And I offer, um, I also offer like a, a login code to pliability. It's a, it's like a movement, uh, mobility and breath work app. So you can do that on your TV. You can do that on your phone just for some, some type of movement for whether it's somebody who's just starting and they're like, Hey, I don't really enjoy exercise. Well, you know, mobility is always great when it comes to moving your body in some type of way. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm at now in my offerings and the support that I have for everybody. But, you know, if you're not interested in buying anything, please feel free to still reach out and then um, click the link in my bio for some free resources. Yes, yes, yes. That sounds awesome. Okay, so for all you listeners, I'm going to include a clickable link. Um, to all of the social media links and um, all the ways that you can reach out to her directly in the show notes. Um, So I can't believe that we have been talking for 26 minutes. Time goes by so fast. So let's go ahead and finish it off with what is one piece of life advice you love to live our lovely listeners with? 
Yeah, so um, I was thinking about this one, and then this morning, um, I was like, I know. I, I think I was thinking about it too much, and I was like, no, I know what it is. So really, I think it's stop waiting to do things. Like, stop waiting to lose the weight first. Stop waiting to get into better shape. Stop waiting to wear the dress, the shorts, the bikini. Like, stop waiting to do things until you feel like you've lost enough weight, you've gained enough muscle, you've like tanned your body, whatever it might be, like gotten your your cosmetic procedure that you feel like is just going to completely change the way you feel about your body. Like go do the thing now. I would put off and put off and put off like so many things like until I finally was like, you know what? No, like I'm not going to wait anymore because I'm not guaranteed tomorrow. None of us are. And it's like, I could have wait. I I wouldn't have started CrossFit if I wouldn't have started healing my relationship with my body. I would have just continued to put it off and been like, I need to lose weight first before I go to CrossFit because I'm going to embarrass myself. And I think so many of us have that like thought. But I've been. It's my four four year anniversaries this month for 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 CrossFit, and um, I'm like, how how did four years just fly by? And it's just crazy to me that like I've stuck with it. I love it. It's something that I enjoy doing. I don't hate going to the gym. I want to be there. The community is amazing. And so the same thing with like wearing a bikini. <laughs> like this past summer, I did not wear one one piece when in my lifetime, all I wore were one pieces. And it's like crazy to me to think that like I used to just be so like adamant about hiding my body because other people were going to be like, grossed out with my body and it's like you know what I don't I don't care what other people think about me this is my life I was not born to please you or please other people or please anybody for that for the matter like I am here for myself as long as I'm happy and what I'm doing and I feel like everybody needs to you know think this way ultimately and so if you've been wanting to do something and you're listening to this, like this is your sign to go try it out. And if you don't enjoy it, that's all right. Like let's figure out another thing that you enjoy as far as like movement goes. But, you know, just go and do the thing now and stop waiting for like the right time or stop waiting for like the body change or the weight loss or the weight gain, whatever it is. Like regardless of what you physically look like, let's do the thing now. Yeah. That is awesome piece of advice. If somebody would have told me this at 14, I know that my life would have been a little bit different. Nah, totally different um, in that aspect of my life. So I am so grateful that you have come on the podcast and shared all of the juicy advice that is going to help a lot of listeners who are struggling with body image um, and navigating life body confidence. And um, I am also grateful that you decided to go on this journey yourself of self-discovery and self-healing so that you can provide the knowledge and the understanding and the tools to help other people who are also going through the same thing. So to all of the listeners, all of the information will be included in the show notes. Um, and again, Brie, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. And hopefully we continue to connect soon. Thank you. A deep, deep thank you for pressing play and co-creating this moment together. If today's message resonated with you, please leave a five-star written review and share it for others to also experience quantum alchemy. 
Together, we are exploring the highest of timelines, and the destination is unconditional love. Until next time, much love.